Hey, welcome Kingdom Real Estate Investors to our Wednesday edition of the podcast show. This is an excerpt from our live real estate show we do every single week with business owners, real estate investors from all over the country. If you're enjoying this and you want to join us every week or see who our next guest is that we're going to be hosting this week, go to thekingdomrei.com forward slash live. That's thekingdomrei.com forward slash live to join us and register and again to see what special guests we'll be bringing on this week. Enjoy the episode. Hey Jimmy, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Good to uh, see you. How are you? I'm great. I'm excited that you're coming to my hood in Frisco, man. August 2nd and 3rd. I'm like, come with it, man. Come, come on, baby. Come on. We, Dallas, we Texas, love buddy. You know you got to come rub shoulders, man, and come say hello to our group. So I'll make sure I get you the details um, when, you, when you're in the hood. And uh, you'll have to introduce us to some of that good Texas bourbon you love so much. I mean, if you're going to twist my arm, I'll see what I can do. I may have some <laughs> connections here. I can help you out. So, bro, welcome to our live show. Um, completely live. As you know, we serve real estate uh, investors, operators, and... You know, I'm curious, Jimmy, but now you're going to give us a masterclass today, man, to really walk through this idea of crafting your keynote talk. But I, I'm curious, like in our industry, and I want to know this about other industries, because you speak to entrepreneurs, business owners all over the country yeah. in a variety of verticals. How important is story across verticals? Like, is it the is it the number one marketing tool? Is it is that true? Is it the differentiator just in our niche? Or can this be the separator in all niches? And Alice, since I saw you last, how, how many, how long ago was it that I was there and we, and we did the in-person Yeah, workshop? six months, about six, six months. months. Okay. I was already really convicted of this six months ago. And in that time, the workshops that I have been doing and the industries that I have been in front of has just continued to solidify that. Yesterday, I'm talking to an entire uh, arena of thousands of uh, architects, constructors, and engineers, right? And these are kind of like analytical type people. I'm like, oh, I come from a creative background. And I'll be honest, like I was a little hesitant. I'm like, okay, I hope I can resonate with this group. And to watch the light bulbs come on when they realize that storytelling is not only the number one marketing tool, isn't just the number one way to get more clients. It's the number one way to change a culture inside of a company and a business. It's the number one way to handle objections. Like it is the number one communication skill. And I think right now more than ever, those people that invest in their communication skills, regardless of your background or regardless of what you're in, that's the person that's going to win. Because think about that. Not only do we do business with people we know, like, and trust, and you and I have talked about this, a story is the fastest way to create no like, and trust with your audience, whether that's me across from you in a table, whether that's on a webinar like this, whether it's a YouTube channel, a podcast, no like, and trust. But think about this. Every interaction with somebody in business I am either buying the story you're telling me, why you can't, why it's too expensive, why there's not enough time, all that pushback, or you are buying the story I'm telling you. And the best storyteller is going to win that. And so I, I just feel like this has been a passion. I've been doing this for 15 years, working with business owners and crafting stories. And I know this is what I know, but just in the past six months, like I've literally just watched it like triple. And it's like, yes, this is the thing everybody's skipping because they're like, oh, what does story have to do with me? Or we hear about storytelling in the marketplace, but I find that so few people take the time to understand how to do it well and to like slow down to speed up. Because if you can nail this, man, you can use it in so many different arenas. 
A hundred percent, man. And like what we're going to do today, guys, and we got we got the whole hour here is we're, we're literally going to break down um, how to to really craft your keynote message. And again, I want you to think how relevant this is because it's not just, hey, we're going to help you craft a keynote and then you can go do a 45 minute presentation. No, what Jimmy's going to help you dial in is like I share my story everywhere. So. I want you to realize how relevant this is. this is not going in speaking gauges and speaking 45 minutes. This is when, when you're in a, a networking event. Okay. And, and I'm going to I'm this networking event next week with all these business owners, million, multi-million dollar business owners. I'm not going to have a chance to speak on stage. Okay. But here's what I will have the chance to do 100 times. Hey, Ellis, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'm not going to say multi-family syndication. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that. You know what I'm going to say? Well, man, I actually spent six years as a college pastor and we, you know, and we went, we were dead broke and, you know, we learned how to really build and create wealth through real estate. And so now we help investors all over the country grow alongside of us and build wealth together, right? Like I'm going to bring them into my story and invite them to ask questions about me. So like, I want you to see how relevant this is, not just to go share on stage, but everywhere you're at, when you dial in your story, you can, like, how many people are going to do that at this event next week, Jimmy? Seriously, when you, like, how many will actually do that? What, so I just you, what, what people are going to do is going to hand somebody a business card with a title on it. And it's going to go into a stack of other business cards of people that all do the same thing. And it's just the immediate way to, st- I love, this is where we're starting. I, I literally have a post-it note that I look at every day that says your story is communication you use every day. Because when we say it's something like keynote, that's what we're thinking. We're like, oh, keynote's like the big speaker in front of a thousand people on physical stages. Well, number one, those physical stages are coming back, but there's still like a limited amount of those. But like I'm on a stage right now in front of your audience. I'm getting to leverage somebody else's audience, other people's stages, right? And if you get really good at adding value with your story, not just on what you do, but in solving a problem, other people are going to give you access to their stages, whether that's a podcast, a YouTube channel, like I've been on yours, we've interviewed, obviously, you know, your mastermind group, you trusted me enough to come in and go, oh, Jimmy solves a problem. And real quick, what I want to jump in right now is, you know why that happened is because, and those of you looking right now taking notes, because smart people take notes is what you just have to do in the beginning of that story is three things. If you're like, Jimmy, I don't have a personal story. Number one, I'm going to say, yes, you do. And we're going to go through some ways to look at that. And I'm going to offer you a checklist at the end that you can go through it. And I'm literally going to walk you through how you have a personal story. But in this story, Ellis just did it so well. I'm so proud of him and just watching how he's progressed since we had the in-person training, you know, six months ago is number one, I got to know why you're just like me, right? Ordinary. Why are you somebody just like me? He shared that, man. Man, I was a college pastor. We were struggling, this and that. Like, he doesn't try to just give me the Instagram filter version of, man, I'm, I'm legit. I've always crushed this. I'm like, great. I know. I have an idea. Guy being around him, I can feel his energy. I know he's a successful guy, but I'm like, hmm, how did this guy become this guy, right? So if my background, if we haven't met before, man, I'm a, I'm a former 100-pound overweight three-time college dropout. But you may not know that as we're sitting here together, right? So I have to remind you where I came from. I have to remind you why I struggled just like you did. So the first thing you got to figure out is who is your ideal audience? Who's that ideal audience and what's their pain point right now? 
you know? And how do you solve that problem, Ellis? This is really the key point. And I think the thing that I've realized over the past six months, even more so is, you know, you talked about, hey, multifamily and, and you, you listed off all the solutions, right? But we got to lead with, we have to identify as the person we're talking to have the problem that our solutions solve. Because if I just come at you with ways to make income or ways to do things, but, but those investments aren't on my radar, I, I immediately am looking for a way to exclude myself from what you have to offer. Most people are. You know, I come from a background of health and fitness in, for 15 years. Most people are looking for a way of like, ah, I worked for you, Jimmy. It doesn't work for me. So where I got to do is find some common ground of I get where you are. And, and, and I, I'm going to ask you a question. I think as you've shifted this and you've shared that story, do you feel like more people are like, oh, well, well, how did you get from that to this? I feel like that's what opens those conversations a bit. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's it's, and you're even making me think too. Like I'm going to be speaking to a little bit different crowd next week, or I'm going to be meeting a different crowd where, in some ways, they already know how to make money. Like they they they're business owners. They're making you know you have to be doing seven eight figures to be at this group. And so, you know, I'm I got to think. Okay, what is that problem that I'm that I actually could help solve for them? And how do I? kind of cater my introduction and my story to that. So that's really good, man, to think. Well, here's a, here, let's do a quick exercise right now. I know you've got paper in front of you because you're a smart guy. I know the audience has paper in front of them. This is what, think about it real quick. Think about who your ideal client is, the ideal person you want to be in front of. And I need you to write three sentences, three sentences they've said in the past week to their significant other over dinner while they're laying in bed at night. What, what is eating at them right now? And here's the second part of this. Here is the key to all this. You can't use it in your language knowing the, sol the solution. How are they describing their problem? You know, I know that there's, most people aren't going to be like, man, if I only had a multifamily unit to invest in, that's not what they're saying. Like they're looking for where, where's the smart part to put my money? What's a passive way to, you know, what's a safe way? Who can I work with? Man, I don't see a solution to this. And so you got to remove yourself and you have to kind of remember who you were before you found your solution, right? Sometimes that's hard for us. The longer we're in a, an industry, it's hard to go, what was I scared of? Why didn't I jump into this sooner? So many of us end up in an industry that was introduced to us probably months before we ever joined in, right? I think of myself, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to using me as an example. Let's just take me with the weight loss portion. Do you think that somebody in my life before I was 23 years old didn't try to help me say, hey, Jimmy, this is probably how you can live a healthier lifestyle. Do you not think I had people when I kept dropping out of school and things weren't working that had solutions for me? But I said no, that I was a no because what they were doing was just throwing solutions at me and they weren't talking in my language. Well, just do it, Jimmy. Just, you know, Nike it up, just do it. But if they could come to me and say, look, Jimmy, I understand you're really uncomfortable going to a gym right now, or you're really scared of this. If they could start talking in the language where I feel like, oh, it's easier for other people. I'm in a disadvantage. This is in my way. Like if they could really get into my head, because if there's an objection that you get all the time, and what happens is we're, we're almost scared of the objection. We're talking to that prospect and in the back of our heads. We're like, don't say the thing. Don't say it. Why not get in front of it? Why not give it voice and say, I understand how you feel right now. You probably think 
this is risky, or I don't have the time, or there's no way I have enough money to get involved with this. I understand I was where you were. And really, Ellis, and that's so smart of you to know that we can adjust these things a little bit, depending on our audience. Yesterday, when I talked to a bunch of architects and construction and engineers, man, I'm talking to that group different than when I talk to real estate agents or when I talk to you know, people, online entrepreneurs that have courses. So that's super smart that you're even thinking. I can see, I can see your wheels turning right now. Of, okay, how do I just speak their language? Well, let me pause. Like, yeah. because okay, this is so good. <laughs> and it's just the foundation of what we're going to get into today because I don't think we actually ask the question enough and often enough because again, I have my story. I know what it is and I tell it often. But what I don't probably do enough, Jimmy, is what you're helping me think of like asking those, because I'm always around different people, you know, like I, I could be around a group of faith, you know, driven leaders. This group I'm going to, faith is not going to necessarily be the most important piece for them in next week. And so like asking what you just said, what are the three questions? Like, and I'm trying to think of my guy, like he goes home, he's just had dinner with his wife and like, he's like saying like, man, you know, talking to his wife after dinner, like how, you know, how do I, you know, how, how do I start investing all of this cash that, that we're about to be making? Like, man, we're about to get crushed by taxes this year. Yeah. How do I avoid, you know, paying all these taxes? To yeah, the especially if they're in a good spot. Hey, we have a lot of, in, you know, so, so maybe you are dealing with the flip side. Hey, there's a lot of money coming in in spurts, right? How do we make sure that we hang on to this? Yeah. So if I'm thinking in that spot, I'm like, how do I talk to the audience of you are crushing it in your world? It's not about we learn over and over with Jim Rohn or Zig Ziglar or any financial person is like, it's not about how much money we make. It's how much can we keep, right? The worst thing we want to do, and I think we're all guilty of this, is I look back on my 15 years in business and I think of times where I made a lot of, maybe there was like, a, there was a boom or there, you know, I've learned over and over again, man. Life and business, they're seasons, right? Jim Rohn talks about this all the time. Like we all want four springs or five summers. We don't get those, right? And so if I'm talking, like, if I know that the people I'm talking to are in a harvest season, man, I'm going to celebrate that. And I say, wait, you know that there is a winter around the corner, yeah. right? How do we make sure to take advantage of this so we aren't hurting there, right? And so it, it is, it's planting that seed and saying, I either understand or hey, let me be a warning to you. Here's the mistake I made in the past. Because we can use our stories as an example of this is what you should do. But we can also use our, 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 our stories as a warning to say, hey, I understand where you were. This is the mistake I made. Let me help you prevent that. Yeah. Um, I want to invite, uh, just because this is a live show, I want to invite yeah. Ryan. Ryan joined us. He said golden nuggets right here. Ryan, if you can hear us, turn on your mic, man. Welcome to turn on your camera if you'd like. And I want to know what, what questions you have about crafting your keynote, telling your story that we can answer for you today's webinar, man. Hey, um, I'm, I, hey, Ellis uh, and Jimmy, a pleasure to be here. I did not expect to be on camera, so I'm not shaming today. <laughs> no worries, no worries. All right. Well, you get to see that beautiful suit that I wore to take some pictures with my gorgeous family for <laughs> holiday. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, the one that really, uh, you know, struck me here and I'm taking notes, man, like I'm taking, you know, how is your story just like mine? How, you know, why did you struggle? Like, uh, you know, how, why am I struggling? 
like you did. But the one question, one thing I do want to understand here is, you know, putting yourself in that, in your audience's shoes, like, you know, you, you did ask, you know, put yourself in the, in the, in the position of the gentleman across the you know table going home and talking to his spouse, that one right there. Uh, you know, I would really like to sort of get some solid examples of, you know, what are some pain points? Because, you know, one, it's like the, the gentleman, how are you, you know, how is the gentleman going to, how is the, the guy, you know, going to approach either his problems or is he asking his spouse, like, you know, what problems do you see that we have? Because they both see it differently. Right. Absolutely. And I think where we can, we can do that is when we share our story. So the more specific a story is, the more universal it is, right? Had a mentor tell me that a long time ago, because what most people do is like, so if I share my story and I jump on and somebody's like, Jimmy, tell me about your story. And I talk about how in the first grade as an overweight kid in West Texas from a broken family, I had an opportunity to kind of forced onto stage to sing a silly solo in front of my, in front of my peers. But in that moment was the very first time I ever got a positive response from a peer group. And I felt like I wasn't pretending to be somebody else. And as my story continues, I talk about how I was chasing a dream to be an actor and I'd moved to New York City and I'd done all the right things, right? I did the training. I took advantage of my health. I lost hundred pounds. I gained some confidence. Yet there I was in Times Square at 29 years old, passing out chocolates, feeling like I should have been further along in life. Now, wait, you may never have been hundred pounds overweight, you never may have dropped out of college three times and had to move back with your parents when you were 22 years old. You may have never passed out chocolates in Times Square, but I guarantee you when I tell you that story, you're not thinking about me. You're thinking about a time you did all the things and you felt like you were supposed to be further along in life than where you were, whether that's professionally, in your relationships, financially. And so when we just share a very specific story, nine times out of 10, it's not that the people have to have the exact same like checkoff marks of the details. It's do we resonate with this guy probably gets me because I secretly feel like I should have been further along. I also have this seed of resentment because dang it, I did all the things and I see these other people cutting corners and they're ahead of me and I don't like that. And you're like, when I share that I had this seed of bitterness where I had this real victim mentality that was, that was bred in me at a young age that I got really good at being like, oh, this is why they're successful and I'm not. You don't understand, it's harder for me. And I start sharing those stories and somebody across me goes, holy smokes, I thought I was the only other person that felt that way. You know you got a good story when you're, somebody in your audience thinks, oh my gosh, you too, I thought I was the only one that ever felt that way. Yeah, yeah, and, and Ryan, to your question too, and what Jimmy's pointing out I think is really great is, you know, the, the great thing about crafting your own keynote and knowing your own struggles is you will naturally attract those that share those similar problems, right? I mean, I think one of the easiest things to do is ask, what, what, are, what are you struggling? Like, what are your struggles? Like, why did you get into this business? Why did you start investing in real estate? Start there because that will begin to, you know, bring things up for you. Go ask your wife, you know, what are our struggles? Um, so start there and then, you know, one of the things we do, man, for our mastermind on our intake form is we have four questions and I shared this the other day, but I ask questions like, what is your biggest fear right now? Mm -hmm. If you could wave a magic wand, what do you want out of this community? Right? So I'm in my intake form. I'm actually asking questions to pull out those answers so that I can continue to learn my audience. So I encourage you as you're raising money or as you're bringing on investors, 
put those questions in your intake form so that you can begin to learn what are the things that people really have. And because this, man, this will grow over time. This will change, but you know, this is the start of that. So I encourage you to put that in your, your thing. One thing I want to point out, Jimmy just did going back to the telling the story. Cause Jimmy's a, a wizard at this and he does things and I mean, he probably knows he does it, but I want to make sure this is a coaching point too. When he's telling his story, he had a, he started with a story and we're going to get into the structure. But one thing he did, I learned in my, in my last time I shared this, that he helped me with was he, he laid out a qualifier. So not everyone's been a missionary, right? Not everyone was a pastor. And so when I share that story, I realized that I've actually lost a lot of people because people were like, well, I wasn't a missionary. You know, I didn't, I didn't do this, but he said, so maybe not all of you were fat or overweight, but you can relate with this. And that's been something I've added too. And I tell them, listen, not everyone, not all of you guys were a missionary, but I know all of you probably wanted to impact more people than you want. You know, like you all wanted to, to be able to give more or donate more, or actually, you know, have the freedom to spend your time the way you want, you know? So I'm qualifying my story actually does relate to you, even though we haven't had the same career path. So I think that was a really good um, tip right there, Jimmy, that you demonstrated. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And so that leads us to that second point, right? Like you, you, you've segued us really nice. So you got to tell me why you're just like me, why you struggled, why you've had the same fears, why you've been stuck. The second part of that is you got to, you got to tell me why you figured something out that I haven't. And this is where I feel like most of my clients get stuck. They don't feel like their story is good enough because what they start doing is they start looking around at other people in their industry that potentially have a bigger business, have made more money, have a bigger list, bigger audience. And we think, well, everybody that I may talk to knows this celebrity in my world, right? Well, everybody has that person of like, and we're inside that world. So let's, I'll use myself as an example. So maybe I look around and I see other speaking coaches or people talking about storytelling. And I'm like, oh man, they got a book or they have this or that. Like, I can't start sharing my story until I have that guy or that girl's resume. And that is the big, it is, it's procrastination in 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 disguise it's fear in disguise and it's just a lie and this is an opportunity where i as a warning can say don't make the mistake i did i put off stepping into this to help more people because i kept looking around at the other people in my industry thinking oh i can't help anybody until i can do what that person does right and so what you got all you got to let me know is how you figured out something that i'm struggling with right now you just have to be two steps ahead of me you can still be in the process of building the business or earning your first six figures or wherever it is, wherever you are in your, in your journey, it adds value to somebody that's just a little behind you. One of my clients was a um, online health and fitness coach. And she comes to me and she's like, just huge heart, loved her passion. She's like, Jimmy, I want to impact so many lives. I want to be this great health and fitness coach. And I know I'm going to launch this about 40 pounds from now. Because I've only lost 30 pounds and I don't even really work out on a regular basis. And I was like, whoa, 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 time out. I said, say that again. She's like, yeah, Jimmy. She's like, I, I know that I have this calling to really impact the lives and the health of other people. And I'm going to launch this thing 40 pounds from now. And I said, but what was the last part? She's like, yeah, I mean, I've only lost 30 pounds and I still need to get better about my habits. I said, do you realize you are a rock star? that you've lost 30 pounds with an inconsistent workout program and like small little changes, you are a rock star to that person that's just been sitting on the couch thinking about getting started. I said, don't wait till the other, go lose the other 40 if that's important to you, but don't wait till then because I'm going to tell you whatever metric you're chasing, 
the minute you get to that one, another one will pop up and we'll always be chasing some metric and we're never having the impact we need to have. So right. start sharing your story where it is today. That's great. Yeah. I think that's really helpful for this audience. You know, like in terms of like investment experience, portfolio size, like I just don't know how to say this, but say this, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I mean, I just, it well, and I heard it. what you were saying beforehand is like, you said you were having these conversations with people and the actual stats never came up Yeah, because you, because they, they connected with you. They connected with the story. It wasn't like, it's not, it's why we don't start with the resume, right? It's like, that's not at the end of it, the day. The, the, what, I forgot what I shared with this guy too. I said, you know why you keep getting people to ask you about all your analytical side is because that's what you're literally saying out loud. Like you're trying to, you're actually starting with all of the analytical stuff. So you're actually attracting all the analytical people or that's the only thing people don't ask you about. The reason yeah. no one ever asked me about that kind of stuff is I'm talking about it. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it now because I, you know, we have some stuff, we've done some stuff, but early on it was like, well, if I don't talk about it, most people probably won't ask me about it. And what I really want to connect with people more, and it's not that I'm trying to hide. I hope people will hear that. I just want people to realize it's not as important as you think. Like your track record, what you've done, gosh, it is is so crazy why, like, you know, why we put that as a barrier. So like no, you said, and, and people- I can always and I can always follow up with my credentials, right? It's inside that, and this is what we do when we go through in the workshop is we this is when we map the whole thing out. It's the story. And in the teaching portion, we get to kind of like pat ourselves and highlight some of the people we've worked with before, right? right? There's where we give some credentials. And again, it doesn't have to be a ton of people. You give me one or two examples of somebody you've helped. Like you will immediately get credibility with me, especially if it's something that I'm not comfortable with, you know? And it also leads to the third part of this, which is you got to tell me, you're going to show me your heart, your why, why this is important to you, right? And so- if it's, if I know this is more than just a job for you or something where you're just like punching a clock again, it nine times out of 10, I'm going to do busy. You said, so what was the quote you said before? It's like, we make people make decisions based on emotions and then justify it analytically. What was the quote? Yeah. People make decisions first with emotions and they justify them with logic. Yeah. They justify it with like, right. So they make an emotional decision. Then they justify it with logic afterwards. Even the most analytical person will do that. Cause they're like, Oh, well, let me tell you why I did this. It was an emotional decision, the purchase, the whatever the decision was. But then some people more than others are going to go down this. They're immediately going to, you know, give you a, a CVS looking receipt of, well, here, let me, let me, let me justify right. why what I did was right. what I did, but it still was an emotional decision. I thought it was such a, a great quote. Um, so Jimmy, I want to let, so this is really great. So number one was, um, you, you talking about keys of storytelling, show your order, show your ordinary. So why you relate right? Like why people can relate to you too, is what you figured out that your consumer has. And this, this is the key point you're making of, you know, it doesn't necessarily don't get so caught up in track record, stay more focused on here are the things I've learned along the way. I might not be at the end of my journey yet, but there are some steps I've taken. I've done this deal, right? I'm, I'm earning this cash flow. I've, you know, whatever. And here's how it's helped me. I think it can help you as well. That's step number two. And then step number three is going back to the heart. Yeah. Right. It's like, why, why, why am I different? Well, we really care about, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's your why. So I think that those are really key to telling the story. Um, so I wanted to, to repeat those. What I want to go back to that second piece, just a second. Like I, I just remembering something that there's also 
going back to this, like trying to qualify, like somebody else has a bigger portfolio or a bigger business or whatever, you will be amazed how many people want to be part of helping to build something than to be a part of the juggernaut that's already huge and there's no personal connection. The huge business that maybe has lost the heart, that maybe has lost the connection, that they can't scale and give that one-on-one individual of like, hey, I'm new at this. Here's my track record. I've, I've had these few steps. I know where I'm going with this, right? And there are people that will rally around like Braveheart and be like, I want to be a part of building this empire. I want to be a part. I want to be able to say, yeah, I got in when I've known them since. It's like when you had your favorite indie band and then later they signed the big contract with a major label. You're always like, yeah, but I knew them back when it was this or your favorite comedian or actor. Like it's something about that, that there are people that will connect, especially if we go through this. It's why this storytelling connecting with this heart piece is so important because they're like, man, he may not have the, the he or she may not have, you know, this resume of somebody else, but man, that person has become, they got to a certain level that they forgot what got them there. It's now cold. It's not personal anymore. I want to still deal with somebody that I know I'm a priority for, you know, that it's, they're not too big for me to make me feel important. So I, I just want to, as you were talking that like popped back in my head and I want to make sure that we touched on that. So, all right. So we've, well, we keep, I mean, folks we keep banging on story and intro. I feel like the intro guys, the best intros are the story, right? So we practice this in our group. This is what helped me win Grant Cardone stage not too long ago as I started with a powerful story, yeah. you know, three, six years ago, my entire mission change, my entire mission change, right? Like that's the beginning of my talk. It's the first line. I start with a story. So, but I want to get to you, um, go to the transition a little bit and talk about the body. You know, let's say you're doing a keynote or you're on a podcast show and you do have to kind of get into some content a little bit. You know, you talked about this idea of like showing this process through how you help people. And one of the things we did at the training, Jimmy, was, okay, now we're kind of in the body of the, of the talk. We're in the body of the show or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. How do we still incorporate story and continue to lead with emotion as we have to work through a process, you know, you, you alluded to this idea of maybe showing what you've helped other people with. Can you talk about that? Like how yeah, that would I think be a lot of, for this yeah, group? I think a lot of people think like the best speakers are the person that teaches the most. And that's really not the case. Cause I think we've all sat down and somebody wants to show off how big their brain is. And they like, they're the, they're the fire hydrant that opens up and they, they overwhelm their audience. It isn't, you know, as you're taking notes, just write down. It's not the person who teaches the most. It's the person that solves the most problems. So as Ellis alluded to, we get past that story piece and we get into the content. It's about solving problems. There is a teaching element there, right? So we, we've transitioned from the story to, hey, I want to give you some takeaways. And what I'm going to do is hopefully I'm going to pick two or three things I'm going to teach the audience. I think the best speakers are people that whether I look at this right now, if you and I never see each other again, we never do business together. You never come to my workshops or anything. But I, what I hope is that I'm going to give you something that you can actually implement, right? The speaker that I think, and I think this used to be really chic and I just feel like people are past it is that person that goes, I know the secret. I know the secret. I know the secret. And if you come past the paywall, I'll show you the secret, right? And I just want to be like, look, let me show you, let me give you all the tips. I'm going to give you my best stuff because at the end, then what I'm going to offer you is, Hey, I would love to do this with you. Right. And so where stories come back in that is if, if, if I'm putting together my keynote or we're working with people is let's say there's those three points of something you want to teach a problem you're solving for your audience, going back to what, what's those sentences they said, 
And then I'm going to use stories, little mini stories for each of those teaching points. And a great way to do that is that's where not only your stories, but if I were you, I would use stories of the people that you've worked with. I just did it for you. I just, so let's peel back the curtain, right? We're talking about Wizard of Oz. We're looking at the guy behind the curtain. I just told you about a client that I worked with, the, the health and fitness coach, right? So what that did is it embedded you like, oh, Jimmy works with people. And the people start thinking in their head like, oh, I wonder how I work with Jimmy. Do I do this? So like, if, and also that gives you credibility. The minute you say, you're not asking me, well, Jimmy, how many clients do you have? What's your portfolio? What's your, like, you're like, oh, he helped that lady. Okay, if he can help her, he can, they, they, he can probably help me. And you have the exact same opportunity in your teaching point as you're, if you're, as you're solving problems, that if you're talking with families or individuals you've worked with in each of your teaching points, your audience is like, oh, he really does spend time with people. He really does pour into them. Oh, this is an actual story. And it's like, boom, yeah. they so, start imagining themselves in that story. So let me translate this from my audience. Excellent point, Jimmy. So I have a guy, I have an investor. He's, um, he invested, you know, uh, you know, a little bit of money in crypto about five years ago. Of course, we know what's happened. He's crushed it. Um, and he's looking to get out of crypto, but he's worried about, you know, I mean, this is a serious conversation. We just had this conversation. As long as he's worried about, I want to get out of it. I want to make sure I want to get some of these returns into real estate. But I know I'm going to get hit with a tax liability. Like I'm going to get crushed in taxes for um, selling this crypto. So, you know, one of the ways we're going to help kind of reduce his tax liability is, being, you know, taking in the same year that he sells that crypto, investing some of those proceeds in our real estate deal we'll be able to use the bonus depreciation from our real estate to actually offset a lot of those gains that he gets from real estate. So we'll be able to essentially keep, you know, he'll be able to keep a lot more of those gains in his, in his pocket because we're going to use depreciation from our real estate assets to offset the gains he got from his crypto gains. So, uh, so the reason I share that story is a lot of people are trying to teach about bonus depreciation and cost and all this stuff. And people are like, what? But mm -hmm. Does that help? Does that, did I just, did you just catch the idea of like, if you have gains in a, in a crypto fund or whatever, that I could help you through our yeah. real estate? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, I think that's a, a great way to translate this. Is as long as you're speaking in a language that your audience still understands, right. because I'm still going to encourage you, what you want to do in a good talk is eventually you have to, you do have to introduce terms and things they may not know. So, a really great keynote, a really great talk starts in the language of the, of the of the audience and slowly but surely moves them into the language of the expert, which is you. As long as along the way, we're not talking over their heads. We're making sure, you know, the three things, you know, let's say, again, it goes back to knowing your audience. Are you dealing with beginners who need to understand what terms are and we have to define things for them? Are you dealing with seasoned veterans that, that are already in this world? And know some of these terms and that's where what, what i love about the format that i teach is that that opening story is going to stay the same but this this content piece this teaching piece in the middle it really is like a plug and play so i can kind of shift in and out stories examples language that i use depending on who my audience is as well so good um okay are we still in the work of the body work or is there what, what are some other things we need to so the most helpful person is the person who solves the most problems. Yep. And I love how you say you're doing that. You're, you're doing that through telling stories, even in the, even in the content piece yep. of sharing the stories of the people you've helped as you kind of have points. Yeah. Um, which by the way, I just think is such a, like such a good 
thing to write down guys like you're always telling stories mm-hmm. um you know the art of story like this is I just, this is how you, this is throughout the whole thing. Um, so really good. So and it's about it, being a little more deliberate with it. Like you said, people, we're telling stories all day long. You go grab a couple of drinks with your buddies. Y'all sitting there telling stories all day long. So the minute, but then all of a sudden we try to put an instructor, people are like, I don't have a story. I don't know how to sell stories. I, I would encourage you to start being aware when you're with friends, with you're with people, like that's a story. I just told a story. Like I literally keep like in my note section on my phone, I was telling somebody the other day about a, a silly little story. And I was like, oh, I should find a way to use that. I never thought about that one before. You know, the first grade singing story was not what I used to lead with. And it took me talking to my mom about something. And I was like, oh, right. And so sometimes I just collect stories and I don't know exactly how I'm going to use them yet. I'm like, well, there's probably a lesson in this. And it's, it's collecting your own and other people's as well. The other piece about in this content section, as you're solving problems, is the really the best speakers, what they do is they, they offer both short-term and long-term solutions. And what I mean by that is if you just give everybody a bunch of short-term solutions, and at the end of the talk, at the end of the show, right, um, you ask somebody to make a decision to work with you, they're going to be like, oh, no, I'm good, because they have all these little short-term things that they can do on their own. But if you give them a mix of some long-term things as well, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I can do this, but I can't do that. I'm going to need some help. And if you give them a bunch of long-term things, they're just going to be overwhelmed if everything's 5, 10, 15 years out as well. There's going to be no urgency to do anything. So if, so if I'm you as I'm putting things together, um, is I would do a mix of something that somebody could do immediately. I gave you a short-term exercise. Write the three sentences right? But then I've also talked about, hey, we have a workshop that builds all this stuff out. We're like, oh, that seems kind of daunting. So that's probably something longer. So it's a mix uh, of, the, of the types of solutions that you offer also in, in your teaching portion. Wow, that's, 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 that's good, man. That's, uh, that's a moneymaker right there, guys. I hope <laughs> someone wrote some stuff down. I know I did. Short term is like, I can't use this Christian show. I can't be saying it. But the short term is like the, you know, the sex appeal. Like it's like, you know, you're kind of like, oh, it's like that's sexy. Oh, I like that. But like the long term stuff is like, okay, that's that's a little more commitment right there. I need I need to work through that. You yep, know what yep. I mean? So um, that's good, man. That's a moneymaker. Guys. Wow. So Jimmy wants to know, uh, Joseph wants to know, Jimmy, do you have a system for collecting your own stories? How do, or how, do you do anything special on that? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I keep it in a notes section. Uh, there's a software piece as well. Uh, story link that a buddy of mine has that I can, I can get a link to that to your audience as well. If that's something they're interested in, that is literally a software piece where you can um, collect those stories as well. And if that's something we put in the notes or get to everybody a little bit later, I have a link for that as well. Um. Yeah, I don't know how we'll do that, but sure. I mean, or oh. guys, I want to give you Jimmy stuff. You can reach out to Jimmy. We'll make sure. By the way, Jimmy, where, what, for fo- in case folks got to go, I want to make sure they know we still got some stuff. So don't go anywhere, guys. But Jimmy, where do folks go um, to get a hold of you? Or you said you had a checklist that you want people to make sure you get, yeah, right? So I can understand this could be overwhelming. And so what I did together, what I did is I put together a checklist. So if you go to storywellcrafted.com, right there for free, you're going to download a checklist. What it is, is it literally is a checklist you can put on your phone like a PDF. What it does is it literally walks you through all some of these things we're talking about when you're like, I still don't have a story, man. I walk you through, does it, does your story have this? Does it have this? There's a memory jogger. So that's what it is. It's a, it's a checklist that's going to help you like 
figure some things out. And what that means for you is you can start figuring out and start connecting the dots on, oh, I do have a story that connects to my offer, right? And it's going to make this whole process seamless for you. So just go to storywellcrafted.com. That's awesome, man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, guys, what you don't know is Jimmy just used a technique. If you, anybody, anybody go to that yet? Storywellcrafted.com. Are you excited to go to Storywellcrafted? Can I see anybody going to Storywellcrafted.com? Storywellcrafted.com. I'm there. I'm going to download this. Storywellcrafted.com. Anybody else going there right now? Storywellcrafted. How slick is this landing page? I always like checking out landing pages that you got. Beautiful. Thanks, man. All right. So make sure you go to Storywell Crafted. So what I love what you just did, Jim, I know you did a technique to help people. We're going to get into the call to action. So we've talked about story. Mm-hmm. We've talked about content, solving problems for people. And now we're transitioning to kind of a close or a call to action, which we led beautifully into that. And so I want to talk about this process that you use um, to about uh, getting to the transition to call to action. Exactly what you just used and I want you to, I want you to teach through it. Yeah. So when we start one of these talks, which every time you sit down before you're in front of an audience, you need to figure out what do I want this audience to do? And it should lead to one decision. The mistake I used to make a long time ago is where I would get to the end of the talk or end of something. And Ellis would do just that. Like, Hey, how do people get a hold of you? And I'd be like, well, my website's this, or you can follow me on Instagram. I give them like four things thinking I was making it great. We give people that many options. They don't do anything. So I need to know, is this, am I sitting down? Am I going to, is there a paid offer at the end of this? Am I asking people, is there an exchange here? Is it follow me? Is it text me? Is it a free offer? So I need to know where I'm going. And my entire talk needs to lead to one option. So before I stepped on here today, I understood knowing this audience, I wanted to offer this checklist. So when you get, and some of you, it's going to be a consultation call. Some of it, maybe it is actually, you know, to hire you. But whenever you get to that last piece, free offer, a video series, a consultation call, what we use is a, what is called it does and means. And so what we're going to do is lay it out for the audience. So let's say you're going to lead people to get on the phone. You do this entire talk and somebody, and you get to the point of like, if this makes sense to you, if you want to go deeper, your next step is to sign up for your wealth call or your consultation call, I would encourage you to name whatever it is, is what the solution is. Instead of just like a discovery call, tell them the problem you're going to solve by jumping on the phone with you. And what you're going to say is what it is, is a 15 minute call. What it does is we're going to go through and figure out exactly where you are with your portfolio or where you are financially. What that means for you is it's going to be crystal clear to you what your next steps are in your current situation. And we can do all that with a 15-minute call. So what I just did is I said, this is what it is. I'm setting the expectation. It's a 15-minute call. It's a 20-minute call. It's a checklist. It's a video series. It's whatever that is for you. You know, if, if I got on here and was offered, you know, if I was you know, going to offer a, a workshop or one-on-one coaching, then I would go into that. Hey, your next step is to sign up for my next, you know, my next workshop, what it is, what it does. If it's a paid situation, I would also tell people right about then, this is how much this costs. You know, if it's a free thing, you give them all the information. It doesn't means, and that's really specifically the means part. That's where people are going to really, that's that they, you know, the, the, we always said the dollars are in the means. 
And it's just like, oh, okay. Because what they start doing is they picture what their life's like on the other side of either you're free or you're paid offer. Um, give an example. So let's say someone here and their goal is to find investors and they're on a podcast show and they just did everything you shared. And their goal is to, um, you know, let's say they have a, um, I don't know what a call, good call to action would be. Let's, let's go with a, a, a 15 minute, um, you know, essentially portfolio overview call, sure. right. To see if this, this real estate investment would make sense in light of their portfolio. Would you give kind of a transition close with that example? Yeah. So it's not too different than what I just said. It was a 15 minute call, but I'm going to add one other piece, which you just reminded me of. And it's getting people thinking beyond the sale. So I told you early on, people are trying to exclude themselves. So if I've talked about all this, right, we're talking about somebody looking for investors and I've got on and I've told my story and I've taught three points. Somebody in your audience is either going to go, okay, maybe I probably don't have enough money to invest with Ellis right now. Like he, he probably works with people bigger than me, or I'm going to think, man, he probably works with people like my portfolio is really big. But, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about this call. Your next step is to get on a 15 minute and, you know, uh, investment discovery call or your next your 15 minutes is for us to have a conversation what that is is a 15 minute conversation what it does is it allows us to see exactly where you are to see if you and i are the right fit to go forward what that means for you is it's going to give you peace of mind that even if you don't work with me you know exactly your next step now whether you have less than ten thousand dollars to invest whether or let's put it this way whether you've never invested before you have you know ten to fifteen thousand dollars to invest or you have a portfolio of hundreds of thousands of dollars, this call is for you. And what it allows me to do is if I want everybody, I can grab everybody right there. If I'm trying to exclude people, I only want to work with people that have a certain amount of money, then that low end, I'm going to start with whether you have $20,000 to invest, whether you have this or this. And what it does so is it either grabs everybody yeah. or it, it strategically excludes the people that you don't want to jump on the phone with because they're either behind or ahead of the people that you serve yeah excellent guys man that's good um so jimmy real quick that website is storywellcrafted.com guys yes, you can go get the checklist there um you know the things that we've talked about is again really what we did today and i hope you go back and look at this is what Jimmy did, we walked through the important sections of your talk, of your keynote, right? If you're, and you can share this on a podcast, you can share this from stage, but really is it starts with story, right? Because again, people relate, they connect emotionally. So that's where we're trying to hit and lead people first. Then we getting into this content section. And again, it's all about pro solving problems. And don't forget, like, I love what you said, the most um, helpful person is a person who solves the most problems, not who teaches the most. Yeah. And so telling stories and showing people how you relate. I even love that, man. When you sit down and ask those three questions beforehand, like what are they actually struggling with at night? That even helps me cater the examples I want to use during that section. And then right. knowing what you're calling people to. Like what do you want from this? Um I always, if anyone's ever going to come on my show, my podcast show, we have a podcast called Kingdom REI. I always ask them, what's a win? Like, what is a win for you on this show? Because they've spent a time to come on this podcast show with me. Well, Jimmy, you spent time coming on this show. I want you to win. So if your win is, I want to pitch this book or I want to pitch this checklist. I'm like, 
Okay, we'll build to the point that you can pitch your checklist because we're in this together. So knowing what you want is a huge part of sharing your story. When I go to this event next week, I want a million dollar investor. That's what I want. So I'm going to, you know, essentially cater the way that I introduce myself to finding a million dollar investor. Um, all right. Joseph asked another great question. How do you translate story to landing pages and other online materials? Yeah, great question. I saw that. It, it is the same. So if, if it's me and I can tell a one minute version of my story, I'm going to get on a camera and make that part of my landing page. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell a quick, you know, if, I'm going to use Ellis as that example. You know, when he went in and he was like, Hey, six years ago, I was this, I was this, I was this, I understand where you are. I got to hear, I would love to help you do that. Just click the button below. And I'm going to, I'll tell you, you know, maybe that's a video series. I'm going to take you through how I went from struggling to, you know, financially sound, how we're growing this thing. Um, so it's definitely the same way. And then once you know the story, I mean, obviously you can type it out and you can put copy on it, but yeah. you know, now in this day and age, it's so easy to put just a quick one minute video or a 30 second video uh, on that landing page. And I would start with a story, yeah. you know, start with a story just so your audience knows exactly hundred percent are. And it makes that connection again. So again, guys, the reason I'm going to share my, our example of our website um, because this is stuff we work just with such a good question. And this is like, it's so important because I think so many people want to teach on their website when the reality is you should just be telling stories. Like it's the same thing, knowing your people's problems. So this is our website, our mastermind website. You know, we have a video here that you can go to, but this is literally what, how our website st starts. Have you ever asked yourself these questions? And these are the pain points of everyone who joins our mastermind community. How do I know that? Because I've asked and I just put them on our website. So like if they don't have these pain points and they read this and they're like, eh, then they're probably not a great fit. It's fine. But if they read these, then they know automatically that they're in the right place. Yeah. And they're so, qualifying or disqualifying themselves immediately. A hundred percent. So I feel called to serve God. If you don't feel called to serve God, then just click exit. Like we, you're not in the right place. But as soon as you read that, oh, wow. Okay. This is a Christian business website. And this goes back to those three questions. I mean, it really is. If you can nail this, I love this part of your, of your site, because if the, if the, if the things that are listing here, go back to what are the three sentences of the three things that are going through your ideal client's mind, right? You have this here already. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, literally Joseph putting them on there and then what I do. So guess what? These are your problems. Let me give you the solution, right? Is the kingdom REI mastermind, right? This is how we'll help solve your problem. And then again, asking Jimmy, well, they're probably want to opt out. They want to, they want to disqualify themselves right away. Oh, that's too expensive. That's not worth it. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Let me give you some stories of people that also thought this wasn't working, but when they joined, they got it, you know, yeah. and like more social proof, more social proof, and then our call to action. So I think it's the same process, Joseph, of like knowing your audience, figuring out what problems do you solve, telling stories that show you solving that problem for other people. Um, and you can, you know, you can put this in checklists, you can put this on your website. So in some ways, man, I think it's the exact same, it um, but it goes down to just copy, like putting it in words and actually putting it on your website. Um, with good visuals. So we got Jimmy, you got a few minutes, man. I know you've spent so much time here. Can I, you I got, got a couple, yeah. You got three minutes here, five minutes. Okay, I got five. All right, he's got five, Andy. So Andy's gonna come up. 
See if I can find Andy real quick. Guys, while you're waiting, make sure you go check out Jimmy's stuff. Storywellcrafted.com. Grab his checklist. We're going to be doing some more stuff together in the future. So I just want to make sure you know this guy. You're really dialing this in. Storywellcrafted.com. Make sure you go download this. Um, and Jimmy, we actually post this on our YouTube channel. And this will be on our podcast. So awesome. um, this is going to be seen by hundreds of folks by the time it's all said and done. Andy, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you, brother. I was actually looking at the REI site. I don't understand why I'm the, like the very bottom picture. Like I'm the last <laughs> picture. You save saw. the best for last, Andy. You got to finish strong, bro. Jim, yeah, Andy, you're the closer, bro. That's why they see you. Like they were, they were questioning it, and then they're like, "Oh, Andy's in this for sure." I'm in. <laughs> so, Jimmy, man, you, man. You, it's so great to see you. Um, hear from you, man. I've been studying uh, the notes from the the mastermind a ton as we're kind of trying to figure out our next venture. But I, do, I am really struggling a little bit on the lead magnet and how I kind of take that to the next. It seems like a lot of the stuff is just obviously, you know, recycled. Is there anything that you've seen that you really like or you feel like landing with people? It might not even be real estate related for me. It might be just something business related or, or I don't know, life hack. Like, what do you think landing for people? Man, I think something that that's a quick win. I think the best lead managers, are, so like what I just said, look, so my checklist in a PDF form, they can keep on their phone, right? Mm-hmm. Back in my days of working with health and fitness coaches, what I used to do is I used to have a one page, like it was basically like a little, what do you eat when you're out cheat sheet was white. Cause I was like, oh, here, look, I understand that it's stressful to go out to eat because you don't want to like, like totally, you know, do away with all the work you've done all week. And so here, what I did is I created a one piece PDF you can keep on your phone. And when you're out at the restaurant, here's a way to make a better bad choice, right? And so whatever that is for your audience is what's something that gives them a quick win. Maybe it is a five minute video that talks them through one of those short term problems. You know, if it's a a decision they have to make, is this better than that? Um, Types of things like that. Specifically, if what you teach goes against maybe what the popular thing is. And I think that those are great. Everyone's telling you this. I'm telling you this, right? Download my five minute reason why you, you should actually be spending your time here or your investments go there. But I, I think that the best ones are what's a quick win. Like think about the things you opt into, right? If it's a little, you know, I used to have like a 20 page ebook and I was like, why is nobody reading this? I'm like, cause nobody wants to read 20 pages about their morning routine. So I had to shrink things down. So people love checklists. A two-minute video, things like that. That's great, man. Thanks, Jimmy. Great seeing you. Welcome, And really quick, because I just saw Caleb, and, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna handle this one real quick, also, uh, Ellis, because I just did this yesterday. I had the exact same talking to a bunch of engineers. The question is, Caleb, is how do you change adjust your storytelling as your audience changes? For example, speaking to more analytical-minded, the people I spoke to yesterday, it's the same story. It's when I got into the teaching portions. I made sure that I was speaking their language. Like I understand, you know, so for this, I was talking about culture inside of things. I was understanding that all, everybody I'm talking to is not a salesperson. Everybody I'm talking to isn't out prospecting. So what I do is in those teaching points, I really make sure that I land into what's going to make sense to them in their analytical world or whatever their structure is. It's exactly what Ellis and I were talking about earlier. You still have your story. Right. And you may have a couple. I I tend to stick with the same one to two stories most of the time. But what I do is 
how do I transition into their world? So then I just like, why am I listening to this theater kid talk to me? What does he have to teach me? But then I adjust into look, I understand the more you can, the best speakers aren't them understanding you. It's you telling you, I understand exactly where you're at right now. The more I can get my audience to, un to know that I understand them more than them understanding me, that's the win. Excellent stuff, man. Um, guys, I have thoroughly enjoyed this with Jimmy. Uh, make sure you go to storywellcrafted.com to grab his checklist. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more things together. Jimmy, thanks again, man. I, I We're going to stay on a few more minutes. Got one more thing to share. But, bro, this was excellent stuff. Thanks, man. Anytime. Look forward to seeing you when you guys are here in Dallas and in Frisco. Let's get together, man. Hey, just because the show is over doesn't mean the journey is. Listen, if you're a faith-driven real estate professional or investor, then you'll want to go to the Kingdom rei.com to learn about our mastermind if you're interested in investing alongside me in alternative investments like multifamily apartment complexes then head to ellishammond.com to learn more about that cheers